This is Cantonese After Dark, Chapter 1, I'm the Bamboo Kind. My name is Eddie, I'm Cantonese American, my Chinese name is Zhong Ginwei. We go by other names like American Born Chinese, or called Bananas. My least favorite is being called Joksing. Have you ever had someone call you Joksing? and it sounded like a disability. I hope to clear up some things about what it is to be Juxing. Let's first start by identifying all the different types of Chinese people. To me, there are four types of Chinese people. The first is the Jokhak. I'll admit, this is a new species to me. This term is totally new to me. Chukhaks are those who were born in China or Hong Kong. They came over here when they were young. They are the true definition of fresh off the boat. I thought my parents were, but we'll get to them in a minute. These FOBs struggled to assimilate. They didn't have much style points to begin with, so America was a pretty harsh place. America probably feels more like a bad vacation than a real home to them. And they don't have much to say about their ancestral homeland either. They are neither here nor there. I actually feel the worst for the Jokhak. And then there's the Wayan, like my parents. They are the purest of Chinese. I thought they were the OGs of FOBs but I was wrong. They were born in China, Hong Kong. They came here when they were adults, AKA they never got off the boat. They brought to America only two things, their extensive third world knowledge and a Majark toy. Totally refuses to understand the American culture and they never will. And they will remind you all the time how terrible it was back in the old country. Like how some days they didn't even have meat or vegetables to go with their rice. Or some days they didn't even have rice. My advice to you is always finish your dinner plate or you will always hear about the great rice famine in China. The last two subsets of Chinese is the Chuxing. I like to split them up between West Coast Chuxing and East Coast Chuxing. West Coast Chuxing, they've been here the longest. There are many generations in America. They're like the whitest of the Chinese, like Bryant Gumbel white. If you've seen the movie Dances with Wolves, they are the Wakichu of the Chinese. West Coast Juxing are well-established here. They can handle the duality of being a hyphenated American. And I'm always impressed with how well-spoken the West Coast Juxing are. And I also heard something about an Asian bubble out there as well. And finally, 
the East Coast Chuxing. We're only one or two generations in America. We're like Chris Tucker White. I think we're the most confused. We're not sure what we are. There is an existential identity crisis. At least with the Chukhak, there's no choice of identity, so there's no conflict. They just never ask the question. But as a Chuxing, it's transracial. When I'm with my white friends, I'm white. When I'm with my black friends, I'm black. When I'm with other Asians, I'm just taking a time out. I grew up thinking I was Luke Skywalker from Star Wars, not Luke from Two Live Crew. And I still feel like I'm Luke Skywalker. But as I got older, I've had to come to terms with the fact that I'll always be seen as Mickey Rooney from A Breakfast at Tiffany's. To be honest, whether we're first generation, 10 generations, even a hundred generations, we'll always be the perpetual foreigners here. So as Chuk Singh, you speak Chinese at home, but you speak English outside. You're told to learn English, to absorb the culture. But then why is it then when we have guests over, you're complaining to them about how bad my Cantonese is? Did they just call me Juk Singh again? What kind of twisted game is this? With that said, I'd like to share some of my memories of growing up Juk Singh. I was born and raised in New York City. Back in the 80s, I lived in Jackson Heights, Queens. It's about two miles in diameter and is probably one of the most densely populated, most culturally diverse places on the planet. Along the seven train subway line, there is over 160 languages spoken in Queens. To me, Jackson Heights was the modern day Ellis Island or Angel Island. There was always new immigrants moving into this once nice neighborhood. And as usual, when minorities move in, the majority moves out. I wish someone could have told us immigrants that we'd be working twice as hard to get half as far in this country. 74th Street and Roosevelt Avenue is the heart of Jackson Heights. In the early 80s, the Indians took over 74th Street. Rows of sari shops, spice shops, and tons and tons and tons of gold jewelry stores everywhere. We'd drive down 74th and you'd hear my relatives say, a chop. They really like their bring bring. Anytime I smell curry today, I always think back to the Indians on 74th Street. The Indians were good people. They didn't bother nobody. But when the Colombians arrived, they took over Roosevelt Avenue. On any street corner on Roosevelt Avenue, you could get an eight ball, a fake ID, a fake social security card, or a chica chica any time of day. Them Colombians made you grow up really fast. But when you're a kid, you don't know how rich or poor you are, what safe or dangerous is. No matter how roach infested or crime ridden, 
back in the 70s and 80s were in New York, there was no better education than Jackson Heights, Queens. This was multiculturalness at its finest. This was supposed to be the melting pot, but unfortunately, we were more like the crust of the city. A few notable mentions while I'm still on the subject of Jackson Heights. The first official gay pride parade was in Jackson Heights back in 1993. Spanish people used to call it the Parade of the Gays, which meant the neighborhood must have had a pretty sizable gay community before 93. To give you an idea just how large the gay community was, there was a greeting card store called The Ritz. The store used to sell chocolate-covered candies shaped like dicks. They were anatomically erect. That's pretty gay. Sometime after the millennium, the Indians and the Colombians had moved on. The neighborhood now has like Nepali people, Himalayans, Muslims, and a much more diverse South American population. It's an amazing place. If you ever want to experience the real New York, come to Jackson Heights, Queens. It's a testament to tolerance and a great example of what it is to be a citizen of the world. This is the end of chapter one. Joy Gaines.